a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my guy, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo, uh, NBA star Bradley Beal uh, is under investigation for battery in Florida for an incident that involved two fans after a recent NBA game. Now, this whole thing went down last Tuesday in Orlando, Mojo. So the Wizards had just played and lost to the Orlando Magic. Now, as Bradley Beal, who of course is uh, the 29-year-old star of the team, was walking off of the court and uh, through the tunnel on his way back to his locker room, there were two fans who began heckling Bradley and uh, actually said something to him as he was just a few feet away about him costing them $1,300 on a bet that they had apparently made on the game. Well, Bradley did not take too kindly to the comment, and rather than keeping it moving, he stopped, he turned around, and he confronted these two fans, Mojo. Now, it wasn't only verbal because Bradley... Um, with his hand, uh, slapped a baseball cap off of the heads of one of the fans. Now, it actually happened to be the wrong guy. It was the friend of the guy who had originally made the comment about the lost bet. Anyway, hat gets knocked off his head, and the, uh, the group uh, exchanges words back and forth for about 45 seconds. Bradley Beal basically said, I don't give a crap about your bet. And um, I don't play the game because, uh, you know, to win you money. Anyway, a team official came, uh, eventually took Bradley Beal away. There was no further physical contact. But the next day, on the Wednesday, the fan called police. Police launched a battery investigation, Mojo, that involved looking at a, a cell phone footage from the incident. They uh, went to the arena. They tried to get surveillance footage. Unfortunately for the police, the, uh, the incident happened uh, out of the camera's eye. It was in a blind spot. So they don't have any surveillance video, but they do have cell phone footage. And with that cell phone footage, police say, Mojo, they have enough, um, they have enough to file simple battery charges with the state of attorney it's a misdemeanor ultimately if he were charged and convicted it's a charge that could actually carry up to a year in jail so this is a serious situation uh, for Bradley Beal but it's one that they are vowing uh, to fight Mojo aren't they yeah, absolutely. And actually, I talked to Bradley Beal's attorney uh, just today. That's Dan Morgan of Morgan and Morgan, uh, who's actually representing him pro bono on this case. And I'll just read out the statement that, that he gave me. It said, we are cooperating with this investigation and his name will be cleared soon. Uh, chatted with him a little bit about the case. And, you know, he, he thinks that this is going to go away very quickly and that Bradley Beal is innocent and he was targeted and these people instigated a fight. And uh, yeah, right now we're just waiting to, to see that video and what comes out of that. There's going to be a lot of hearsay. Anytime you're a pro athlete, you know you're going to be heckled, whether it's by the away fans, whether it's by your own fans, uh, whether it's by people that aren't even fans of either team, but right. are fans of uh, the bets that they placed. And that could have easily been a situation here. And that's one as a player, you just got to be prepared for. I mean, look, some of these fans, unfortunately, are going to pick a fight. They're going to try and make it as personal as possible. They might even put their hands on you when they're getting up in your face. And the second you left a finger to defend yourself, they're going to scream bloody murder and try to sue you for everything uh, that you have, whether 
you know, there was physicality or whether there wasn't whatsoever. So that's just the unfortunate reality of certain fans when you go to sporting events. And Yeah, I will say this. We talked about the cell phone footage. I have seen the video. Here's the thing. First of all, in my opinion, this would just be the absolute softest battery uh, charge that you've ever seen. There was no injury here. If you look at the letter of the law, it doesn't require that there be an injury. And I think ultimately that might be um, the thing that Bradley Beal has to contend to. Uh, add to it these fans. They heckled him. They were only feet away. They were acting like jerks. And I, I think if people eventually do get to see and hear this clip, uh, you you will have the same takeaway. The fans shouldn't have said what they said. Now, uh, uh, for Bradley's part, he should have obviously just kept it moving. Keep walking. Who cares about these guys? But he didn't. And they had this little confrontation. And uh, we'll see. I have a feeling it's probably going to end up costing him something here. They are already thinking about filing a civil law suit. Uh, add to it, obviously, that we have the criminal investigation and possibly charges. This is a story that is a long way from over. Something we'll continue to follow. is involving his brother Bryce. And Bryce is putting his hands together. I think he's... Is he going to pray? In the final for Bronny James. He's clearing his brother Bryce with ease. you got to finish the dunk now. And he does! The James family! Mojo, that was Bronny James, LeBron James' 18-year-old son in the McDonald's All-American Dunk Contest. Jumping over his little big brother, Bryce James. Uh, this is pretty cool, Mojo. He, I'll tell you what, you can tell he's uh, an incredible athlete. Uh, no shock uh, that he is his father's son. Um, but he ended up coming in second place. Uh, Bronny James lost to a guy by the name of Sean Stewart, who is uh, not as famous of a high school basketball player, but he is a stud. He is a, a six foot eight inch power forward. He is one of the best 15 or so players in the country. Uh, and he's going to Duke University next year, Mojo. So he ends up winning the competition. Now, it's kind of funny because LeBron James, 20 years ago was in the McDonald's All-American Dunk Contest and I guess dad retains bragging rights because Braun won the contest and Bronny of course comes in second so yes step it up son forget Bronny forget LeBron I just want to know if Bryce James gets half of the silver medal here for his involvement in this dunk because without him this doesn't go right. down it's not as Is impressive that, without Bryce yes exactly exactly I mean put put a stand there or a cone or something right not nearly as exciting uh just trying to sh shine a little light on that there uh very cool man the big takeaway for me on this one and you know seeing people talk online and hearing everyone's opinions dude the thing we got to remember is this is not an nba dunk contest this isn't a college dunk contest this is a high school dunk contest for more or less children that are doing these things it is ridiculous when you think about these kids being able to go out there and throw down like this uh, I don't even care if you're one of these kids that's six five, six ten, even seven feet tall. You don't have the hops, the spring, the muscle development to get up there and stay up there. And just that fast switch developed yet uh, that really comes in, in the college years, to be honest with you, uh, to be doing what these kids are doing. Just really impressive stuff. 
always fun to see. Uh, I always watch these with a grain of salt, you know, kind of staying grounded here and remembering that this is just the beginning for these kids. They have so much longer to go. Um, and if this is what they're doing now, I can't wait to see what the future looks like. Um, maybe the funniest part of this entire thing was Bronny's mom. Uh, straight tens <laughs> across the board, no matter what happened. As she should. That's what a mom's That's supposed to do. I like it. WrestleMania 39 is almost here. It's the biggest night in professional wrestling. It's going down April 1st, April 2nd. Coming right to our backyard out here in Hollywood. And lots and lots of great matches. Of course, John Cena makes his uh, in-ring mania return. And he is taking on, I, I don't know if I should say one of the the biggest rising stars, one of the biggest stars in all of WWE, the United States champion, Austin Theory, is going to be the man inside that ring with John Cena. Austin, how are you, brother? Thank you for being here. Man, I'm great. I mean, you said it. I'm the United States champion. I'm going to beat the crap out of John Cena at WrestleMania. I'm feeling awesome. You know, Austin, it, it's got to be crazy for you because, uh, you know, I follow you on social media. I saw a, a young Austin Theory many, many years ago dressing up like this guy. And now I got to imagine it's just been surreal to have uh, just been in the ring face to face with John Cena. And now again, this this big match that's about to go down. What's this all been like to be in there with a guy who I'm sure you looked up to as a kid? Yeah, the uh, the whole story here is pretty wild. Uh, being eight years old and knowing what I wanted to do for the rest of my life because of John Cena, uh, and that is be a WWE superstar. That was the first time I seen wrestling and I was inspired and I went straight to the TV and I'd watch John Cena every single week. And he was somebody that gave me that motivation and that inspiration in the gym. And I started in the gym at a very young age of 12 to work to get myself to the WWE. But I'm in a different place now because a lot of people are saying that I'm the next John Cena. And with all the work that I've put in, you know, ever since I was a kid to this date, and all the shows that I'm doing all the time I'm away from home, I don't want to hear that anymore. I want to be the first Austin Theory, and I want people to see that. I don't want to be a ripoff of anybody. And at WrestleMania, I'm going to show everybody just how different Austin Theory is. Austin, yeah, how do you balance that, uh, knowing that you got to get in there and you've got to try and kick this guy's ass, but at the same time, too, like you said, you probably can't help but feel like, oh, wow, uh, you know, I, I, I made it here. I'm in the ring with John Cena. Yeah, man, my mindset going into this match is me. It is all about me. I can't go in there and get swallowed by this giant uh, John Cena story. I know the crowd's going to be crazy for him. You know, let's go Cena. Cena sucks. And even the people saying Cena sucks, they love him too. They're just enjoying the chant, you know. So I have to go in there for myself, and I got to realize that the Monday after WrestleMania, it's just going to be me in that ring. There's not going to be loud, screaming John Cena chants. So I've got to bring everything that I have, and I've got to put it all on the line at WrestleMania 39 at SoFi Stadium in L.A., and I am. I'm going to bring it all, and I'm going to show everybody why I'm the forever champ and why I'm the inevitable. It was meant to be. It was going to happen regardless. That's who I am. Austin, I'll let you get out of here on this one. Where do you go from here? You're, 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 you're wrestling John Cena at WrestleMania in Los Angeles. It's like, wh where the hell do you go from here? It's, this is pretty hard to top, I would think. I'll just say this. After WrestleMania 39 in Los Angeles and SoFi Stadium, when I beat John Cena, 
the world is mine. The world is mine. That's where I go. Take over the world. And the world will be watching. Uh, it's uh, April 1st, April 2nd, WrestleMania 39, Austin Theory, John Cena. It doesn't get any better than that. Austin, brother, thank you so much for your time. Of course, thank you. Sticking with the WWE, don't miss an all-new edition of TMZ's Last Days podcast. Jason and Derek look back at the final days of the life of legendary WWE Hall of Famer Randy Macho Man Savage. Be sure to check out the Last Days podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up next in TMZ Sports, remember when NFL coach Todd Downing was busted for DUI? Well, we now have police video from the stop. Todd Downing said his family was receiving death threats, and that's why he was driving home at such a crazy high rate of speed. Uh, yeah, we're going to show you the video next on CMC Sports. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike Mojo and Edward. Uh, fellas, uh, remember uh, Todd Downing. He was the former offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, he was the coach who was popped for a DUI after his, uh, his Titans team beat the Green Bay Packers in mid-November uh, last season. Uh, we'll remember, ultimately, uh, Downing was fired by Tennessee, has since been hired as the passing coordinator by the New York Jets. Well, he had the DUI, was arrested, actually served his sentence. Ed's going to get to that in just a minute. But now, guys, we actually have the police body camera footage from the night where Todd Downing was stopped. Stopped going very fast, by the way. Take a look. So are you sure are in a hurry tonight, aren't you? I am. Okay. Well, I'm a trooper walker. I'm with the Highway Patrol. The reason I stopped you is back on uh, 65. I mean, I didn't get your speeds on the same direction, but, I mean, you were easily over 100. I mean, you were hauling. I wasn't trying to go 100. I'm sorry. Okay. Where are you coming from? I know you're dressed up real nice. Yeah, I just, we just landed. I'm with the Titans. I got a, uh, I got a death threat tonight. Okay. And the Franklin police are outside my house. Okay. And I was trying to get home to my family. I got you. Well, hey, uh, Mr. Downing, you've got uh, an odor of alcohol on your breath right now. You've been drinking tonight? I, I have not. And you're being honest, you have not had any alcohol to drink? Yes, sir. I had a, a victory beer in Green Bay. A victory beer? Okay. Yeah. Here's the deal. I think you've had entirely too much to drink tonight to be behind the wheel of a car, okay? All right. I understand this is a, it's a big deal, um, but you are going to be placed under arrest for DUI, all right? Now, guys, this, this, this body cam footage was, was well over an hour long, and if you total up the dash cam and the, and the in-car camera footage, it was well over three hours long. And in all of this, you could tell that he appears to be very impaired. Uh, they do a couple tests with him. He walks a line. He appears to be stumbling a little bit. You can hear a little bit in that, in that clip we just played that he appears to be slurring. Oh, oh yeah, I, I, that uh, was, I, I felt like he was, he was drunk, honestly, Ed, right the second I heard him open his mouth. It, exactly, and the, and the <laughs> cop said he could, he could smell the odor of alcohol coming from his car. Uh, now, he said repeatedly, you hear it. You heard once in that clip, but he said repeatedly he told uh, the officers and, and another person on the phone that he later called that he was associated with the Titans uh, that he had just had a simple one victory beer. But mm. clearly, it appears to be much more than that. Now he was charged with DUI over this, and uh, uh, the authorities over in Tennessee have been very mum about exactly how this all played out. But he ultimately served 48 hours in jail, and now the case is closed. Mm. Uh, it's unclear.
clear what he pleaded guilty to, what he pleaded no contest to, or, or how he got out of it, but he is 48 hours in jail. So as far as the law is concerned, uh, he's done with this case. Uh, the NFL, however, has not uh, issued any sort of punishment on him. He was able to finish out the season with the Titans last year, was fired after the season, but didn't face any in-season punishment over this. Now we'll wait to see if the Jets will do anything. But yes, that's the story here, and uh, wow. it'll be very interesting to see how the NFL uh, rules on this because, as you know, you're not allowed to drink on team planes, and if he if he did have more than just a victory beer in Lambeau and had one on team plane, it could spell big drama for right. the Titans. Right. Well, I mean, let's down. be honest, and, and barring any uh, interactions with medication or anything like that, which I assume he would have obviously pre- presented uh, to, to the, uh, the district attorney, a grown man uh, taking a multiple-hour flight, one beer is not going to uh, impair him uh, to the level that, at least in my opinion, uh, Todd Downing seemed to be. Mojo, there's a lot of talk now about the possibility that the Jets are going to— they've said they're going to look into this, and if the Jets could also— either together or separately uh, of the NFL, if they could impose some sort of punishment. Do you think that should happen? He was not employed by the Jets last year when the incident happened. So do they have any say over uh, a punishment now this season? Well, I I think they should, to be honest with you, Babcock. I mean, look, you got to do your homework and do your due diligence on who you're signing. If there's some some lawsuits up in the air, some some cases that have yet to be closed, these are things that need to influence the the hiring decisions here, the selection process. And, you know, if you fail to to figure these things out, I mean, that's on you. The thing I want to know is I want to know if police were really outside of his house, if there really was a death threat. And yeah. if the police really were outside of his house, that would certainly explain why a coach, a great coach, in the NFL would drink and drive and drive that fast. I mean, right? What a bonehead well, move well, that yeah, But I don't get it, Mojo. I, I, I just thought he completely undercut his point there because if you're saying you're rushing home, you got to protect your family, and then you say the police are outside, it's seemingly they would have things covered. I, I will say, though, that the, the Tennessee Titans official that he spoke to spoke with the officer in this body cam footage, and he did say that they had the NFL offices themselves had received a tip that he had been put on, quote, a kill list. Uh, so, go. so the Titans do say this was a real thing and and he was not lying. Mojo, before we go, gotta show you our guy, Tom Brady, enjoying retirement with his buddies, with his pals out on the beach in the Bahamas. Uh, Tom Brady, it looked like a scene at a Top Gun 3, Mojo. We got uh, Tom Brady uh, with his son. There uh, we have, uh, we have Danny Amendola was out there, Mojo. We had, uh, look look at him, Julian Edelman, your good pal, Rob Gronkowski, <laughs> showing a little crack there, Mojo. <laughs> it's like you took all the handsome guys from the uh, Patriots dynasty teams and they went out there on the beach. Look, a lot of people obviously been talking about Giselle and how she's sort of living it up in Costa Rica with uh, Joaquin Valente, the jiu-jitsu instructor. Well, look, here he is. Tom Brady can have fun, too. Oh, and by the way, Mojo, and we know this is not true. We've told everyone it's not true, but Giselle has been linked to Jeffrey Soffer, who is Tom's friend, also happens to be a billionaire businessman. Well, guess who else was there uh, playing football with the guys? Jeff Soffer was out there uh, with Tom. So uh, if you needed more proof that he wasn't dating Giselle, he's hanging out with Tom Brady. A little retired guy rendezvous going on over here. Were there were there any scouts at this beach session, Babcock, because it's pro day season right now. And it looks like people were uh, 
maybe throwing out some audition tape. All right, we have got to go, Mojo. Big show tomorrow. Justin Gaethje coming off of a dominant win, a big-time win. A lot of people think that Justin is prepping for one last title run. Can he finally get that 155-pound belt tomorrow? We're going to ask the man himself because Justin, Justin Gaethje is going to join us, and it's going to be great. Gaethje joining us on the show, Babecock! Mmm, will definitely make for the best show since today!